Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Blue Ribbon Podcast. I am your host, Chris Polk. That's Larry Long, and we are live at the Wingate by Wyndham and Hurricane. We are doing a orientation. Got a new driver in the room. We've got Richie, as always, who's generally taking care of business in the comment section. He's here live. He's in charge of comment moderation. We've got the Colombian comment here, Chris Bajorquez. <laughs> <laughs> Columbia Comet. He's the West Virginian Comet. He is now. Yeah. He's a he's a Culloden Comet. Yeah. So um the multicultural uh aspect of his absolutely. life has come full circle from Columbia absolutely. all the way to West Virginia. So when we're in West Virginia, a lot of our regular drivers stop by because they know they're going to get free food and an open tab at the bar <laughs> and uh various other and sundry incentives. So we uh I used to think they came to hang out with me, but yeah. If I leave the credit card, they don't give a damn if I leave. So, <laughs> so, um, so last week we had our um, our mentoring client, John, uh, to talk about his experience. And Larry wasn't with us; he had a had a scheduling conflict. So you're back. It's been two weeks. It is. I missed being with you guys last week. So now, what I do have Not. to know, I do have to, I have to hear from you about your experience. Um, getting back into the fold of being a fleet manager with, with me gone in the mountains with cold beer and hot music playing bluegrass. All I got to tell you is this, is you're never, your vacation privileges have been suspended. <laughs> you see, when I go on vacation, I still have to do payroll. I still right. have to do all the things I do. You haul ass out of town and me and Seth have to pick up slack. <laughs> so uh, enough of that. All right. Well, that, listen, that, I, that's over with. I had yeah. I had the most relaxing week. I'm glad uh, you did. Ever. I'm, I'm in all seriousness. You you deserved a break. You you know you um you know I, I I don't typically blow smoke, okay, and I'm not blowing it right now. But boy, I tell you, I've got the best fleet manager in the in the in the current in the world. Thank you. And uh, he does a great job. He's you know he works his ass off. You know we have things that happen at the spur of the moment that are totally unexpected. And I'm, you know, like jumping in the truck and driving 400 miles to rescue a driver, you know, when it's not on your schedule, you haven't been to bed yet. <laughs> so, uh, I, when I think about how hard it was last week for me to have to do your job, it reminded me of how thankful I am to have you on those times when I don't have to do your job. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, this, uh, I'm this glad place, you had a good week. I know you had a lot of special time with your daughter. Yeah, and, uh, th this place was billed as, as having no cell service. You know, we were told about it. And so I start looking it up and, and I'm, I'm checking the Verizon and I'm thinking I'm going to be off grid. Well, fortunately, they had some kick ass Wi-Fi there. So I was able to kind of monitor what was going did. on. And uh, but, uh, you know, I, I got I got to drink a lot of beer and play a lot of bluegrass music and had a great time with my daughter. And uh, now we're back. And for those of you don't that don't know, his oldest child, Kaylee, uh, it turns out is uh, a super talented. Now I'm going to call her. I'm from. I'm a little more cultured than they are here, so I'm going to call go. her a violin player. But when I'm up in West Virginia, everybody calls her a fiddle player. You know what the difference between a fiddle and a violin? How is? much it cost? No, it's got vase and a vase. A violin has strings. A fiddle has strings. Strings. That's the difference. I got you. Okay. Um, so yeah. Well, was, anyway, she is a damn good violin fiddlist, and uh, as we understand, she's like top five in the state of Kentucky or state of West Virginia. 
she's up there somewhere. So uh, we're proud of Kaylee. I know you're proud of her. And I'm glad you got to spend that week with her. I know it was a special time for you. Yeah. So, But it's time to get your ass back to work, okay? It is. There's plenty of work to be done. So, um, so the topic tonight is really whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, we're pretty much open. Um, we're going to hit some, some important things, uh, that we need to catch up on. Got the live event coming up. Um, so, um, why don't you, why don't you talk a little bit about, um, whatever you want to talk about. It's open. Well, I'm, it's we're, open season. We're, we're here. Um, we're here for orientation. We, you know, we do these orientations once every eh, six, eight weeks, something like that, as we bring on new drivers and, We've got uh, two new drivers here, and we've got sort of a, a, a returning driver. So um, I came up on Thursday, and I came early enough that I could go visit because I'd not been to the location where our event is going to be held here in about three weeks. Chris booked it and everything, and I didn't get a chance to go there. So I went there on Chris Thursday. Chris kind of booked it, as we found out. <laughs> Chris thought he'd booked it. <laughs> we called on it early in the week to check on it, and the person he booked it with had been fired. <laughs> so I go over and I meet with the, the I guess it's the manager or the owner the or whatever director. of the place, directory. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, listen, it's a beautiful place. I mean, it, if, if you uh, were last year, we were, we were stuck in – we, we we were in a room. We had 32 people in a room that only holds like 28. Yeah. If the fire marshal would come by, he'd raise hell, okay? Packed in there like sardines. And you couldn't even move around, okay? I don't like to be in one spot. I like to move around when I'm talking. And, and I could, I had to be – I was like handcuffed, okay? And so uh, – but I would go over here in this room. It's, it's spacious. It's beautiful. The ceilings are really, really – It's a, they have weddings and stuff there and all kinds of conventions and whatnot. So it's a beautiful location. Um, it's, uh, it, they're very accommodating. You know, I was worried that we were making accommodations with somebody that, you know, was just picking up the slack, but turns out he's very willing to work with us. And we've got, uh, we got plenty of room there, you know, in the room. And, and so it's going to be very, very, very nice. So, uh, the location is in, uh, is in hurricane West Virginia, or they say here, hurricane West Virginia. It's on July 16th and 17th, which is a Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we have special accommodations for you at the Wingate by Wyndham, where we are right now, where we are every time we have an orientation. They treat us like royalty here, and we really appreciate them. They actually are sponsoring part of this event because they are paying for the meet for the room. So, um, like for you guys to obviously patronize the hotel, and I know some of you can come up here and stay in your trucks, and that's fine. But uh, we'd love to have you stay in the hotel and get a break from being in the truck for a, a, a night or two. And, um, and let me add a note to that. If you register and you fill out the form, you need there's a link in the description of the event to go register and reserve your room at the hotel. Just filling out the form is not enough. You actually need to go register on the hotel's website to reserve your room. We've got a block of rooms here. Uh, and as of right now, we've got 14 signed up. So we'll have to compare the notes to make sure. 14 rooms, you mean? Well, 14 already reserved. Okay. You know, because we've got, we we hit the 40 number this week. Okay. We've got 40 people. We've got a bunch of y'all's going to have to reserve your room. Yeah. So, uh, well, and some, we got, we've got several that are coming in trucks. So they're probably planning on staying in their truck. But anyway, the hotel is very nice. They've given us a special rate of 109. That includes a very nice uh, hot breakfast. Um, we have some facilities here on Friday night. We're going to have a little reception for you here in the lobby and 
we they we you know when we come here we take over the place you know and um, well we thought we did until the soccer people showed up yeah well you know we can we can push them out of the way if we really want to so um, I have a a a man executive manager's Wingate shirt that I can wear and that means I can tell anybody here what the hell to do <laughs> so if the soccer moms get in the way we just send them to the room all right your night's over take your wine and go to the room. So, uh, but we have a, we're going to have a nice little reception on Friday night. Uh, of course, Saturday and Sunday, we're going to be all day at the convention center, uh, telling you what we do, why we do it, how you can survive this, uh, upcoming, whatever you want to refer to a downturn, bloodbath, market adjustment, hiccup, correction, correction, roadblock, road bump, speed bump, bankruptcy, whatever you want to name it. We're going to try to give you our secret to not letting that bother you, affect you. We've been, I've been doing this since 2008 in trucking and 1978 in business. So I uh, have my share of uh, market adjustments and downturns and bloodbaths and fortunately never any bankruptcies, okay? Uh, but we want to keep you from having to have one. So I'm going to sit here and share you our secrets of why we are not concerned. You know, we've got a, a brand new driver here that, that uh, and his wife is very involved in this decision-making process to come here. And the days leading up to him coming here this weekend, his wife was concerned because, you know, she's reading all this stuff in the news about, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the economy is going to go down the tubes and, you know, is he doing the right thing at the right time? Am I, he asked me, am I concerned? And I just looked at him and smiled. I said, do I look concerned? <laughs> you know, do I, do I look like I'm losing sleep? Do I look like I'm, you know, I'm worried about what's going to happen? I'm not, you know, unfortunately there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be affected by it, but we yep. aren't one of them. And so, um, you know, it's, uh, and, and we're not one of them because of what we preach and what we teach. And we didn't just start doing it when fuel went up to $6 a gallon. We started doing it way back in 2009 uh, while fuel at that time was expensive. And that's how I, that, that was the proof of concept for me. We got, you know, we got through there. Um, I, we've talked about this before, you know, in uh, 2009 to 2013, I made a million dollars driving a tr one truck, one truck. And so um, we want to teach you how to do this. We want to teach you how to not be worried about the economy, um, how it's really not going to affect you. Believe me when I tell you this, people, things have to get really bad before people quit buying groceries and quit buying toilet paper, as we already know that, <laughs> yeah. and baby formula and things like that. Well, all that stuff has to get somewhere, even if you put it on a plane or a train. They haven't, they haven't built a runway or a, or a uh, railroad track yet that goes to Walmart. So um, we're in a pretty, pretty, pretty stable and secure industry in, in terms of being able to, um, to still provide our services. Well, you got to think about, like, like you were talking about, you know, she's watching the news. Um, I mean, y'all, it, it's 2020, um, 2022, and – Aren't you tired yet of being manipulated and the gaslighting and the triggering? Because that, that's all it's meant to do. I mean, my God, the last three or four weeks with the, all the decisions by the black robe wizards, um, you know, um, it's, 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 it, it's, I can't be triggered anymore. You know, 
And that goes to business. You know, it's not just a philosophical thing. I can be, uh, uh, I can get a little bit excited every once in a while when, when things happen and I've got to scramble to come up with a solution. Um, but like I said, we're just, I'm not worried. Uh, I know that we made it through the beginning of the pandemic in 2022. You can't get a worse market than that. 2020. That's what I said. <clears throat> well, whatever. It seems like <clears throat> yesterday. Um, but it's, you can't get any worse than that. I mean, my God, the entire global mar uh, economy was, was stopped for about two weeks. And we had a really rough two months. And then we were back. So this correction will happen. Um, well, rough in the fact that it was harder work on us. Well, yeah. It wasn't rough in the fact that we sent anybody home. Correct. No trucks were parked. Nobody lost money. Even I didn't lose money. You know, we didn't make a ton of money, but we didn't lose money. Right. And uh, thank God we didn't have anybody that got um, the the flu or whatever the hell. What's what are they? Uh, yeah, COVID. <laughs> we had some more colorful names for it back then. I did. Yeah, I've forgotten what they were. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know what it was. Yeah. We probably ought not. To say yeah, probably not. Them. Yeah. So, um, but you know, and and as a matter of fact. Between the between March, when this thing all broke and happened, and the end of June, we actually grew. We added trucks during that time, added drivers. So uh, no, I'm not I'm not concerned at all. I'm, and um, even actually, I'm you know I hate to I hate to say it this way because it makes me sound kind of I don't know selfish or whatever, but it, it's not going to hurt this industry for a lot of people to get out of it. Because a lot of people don't belong in it to begin with, right? 100%. And uh, all this is going to do is accelerate the process. You know, I mean, people, and we talk about it all the time here, you know, and you, you buying a truck, the, the, the other half of that, that equation that no one thinks about or talks about is that you're also buying a business. And you take 10, 15, 20-year truck drivers who decide to buy a truck, they know everything about driving a truck. But if they've never, ever run a business, they have no clue how to run a business. And they don't think that a penny or two, a gallon for fuel really matters. They don't think that it matters, you know, that they're walking around and leaving pennies laying all over, over, the, over the ground. And they find out later on that, oh, gee, this industry runs on 2% net, 2% net. Now, we, we're, a very, we're very strong. We run on 10% net. But the industry doesn't. So two percent is a is the difference between profit and loss in this industry. So not you know not watching the pennies is the difference between you staying in business and not, and not appreciating that, not understanding that, not being aware of that, and thinking, well, if I have to worry about what fuel costs, I just need to run harder or drive harder. Ask us, uh, ask Chris how that worked for him. You know, it so, doesn't. I can testify. <clears throat> anyway, getting back to the event, July 16, 17, uh, Hurricane West Virginia. Go to our website, uh, www.blueribbonlogistics.com slash reset2022, and you can register. Um, like I say, we've got 40. We, we were The room as it stands right now will hold probably 50 or 60, so maybe, maybe a few more. So we need to um, we need to let you know that uh, we have still have a few seats left. So, 
be glad to have you. And uh, I, uh, I'll guarantee you that you'll get your money's worth in the first hour. So um, we'll, we'll save you more than you'll spend within the first hour of being here. So, all right. So um, open topic. Um, the topic I want to talk about first is that, um, you know, we, uh, we, 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 what we do here, it, it, it's different. You know, I, I, I had, I had somebody call me this week that Lance Art sent our way, you know, and, and I get these calls about once a week, you know, a, a drive, a BCO, which if you don't have, if you're not looking for Lance Art, a BCO is what Lance Art calls an owner operator. Or a, a, a person that's coming to Landstar that doesn't have a truck and needs to find a driver to uh, an owner to drive for, uh, they call me and they want to know what you know what what do I offer you know what what wh- how does your deal work how can I you know, can I drive one of your trucks and for the sake of time I, I don't usually entertain those calls that much most of the time I blow them off quite frankly, um, but one of the people that are here right now this weekend was one of those callers. And, um, for whatever reason, probably more of a tribute to him than to me. Um, I, he got my attention, you know, um, we had a lengthy conversation. I think I'd had to, I think I maybe had to call him back or maybe we had to, cause you know, people call and I I answer the phone when people call, I might be in the middle of something. I might not be able to have a lengthy conversation, but as I recall, I think I, we call, we, we, we reached back out to each other and communicated again. We talked for a long time. And, uh, and I, at that time he hadn't found our website. He was attracted, I think to us because the list of fleet owners that Landstar puts out, you have the option of putting some information there about you. And I've got all this information there about us being a mentoring fleet and coaching and teaching people how to become on reference and whatnot. So it, it raises the attention of some people more often than not. Um, they're not willing to do what it, they're looking for the quick fix. Throw me the keys. Let me go drive a truck and make some money. And we're not in that business here. Okay. Uh, we talk all the time about, Hey, we don't really have jobs here. If, you co- if you're coming here to get to better yourself in terms of having a better job, you won't be coming here. Um, what we do here is we take people, good people that, um, want to better themselves. And they think that be, becoming an owner operator and having a business of their own and running that business is the key to their success. And we, I couldn't agree more. That's been my success all of my life. You know, I haven't had a job since the early seventies or late seventies. So, um, I, uh, I'm totally, uh, on board with the security that comes with shaving the boss. Um, but when people call, they don't quite get that. They think, you know, well, you know, there's all these fleet owners that, that all at Lancer that always need drivers. If you go onto Facebook right now and, and put on a post that, hey, I'm, I'm looking for a truck to drive, stand back, okay? Because you're getting ready to get inundated with all these um, offers and, and bonuses. I've, I saw $5,000 signing bonuses on the, this today. So, but um, it's just here. Let me throw you the keys. You go drive a truck and you make some money, hopefully, and we'll split the profit and things like that. But that's not what we do here. What we do here is we take good drivers that, 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 are, that will meet the qualifications of Landstar. And, and that, but, but they realize that, that their future is in running and owning their own successful business. 
And the thing that makes most people in this industry fail in the first couple of years is not their truck driving abilities. It's their business ability. And so we have a, an excellent apprenticeship, paid apprenticeship, where you can make, you know, 80, 100 grand a year here as a, as, with no financial risk as a employee driver. But at the same time, for no additional money, you get the, the, the exposure and, the, and the, um, the education that, you know, uh, what's 78 to 22? 44 a year? Well, how, 78 to 22, what is that? 44. 44 years of my business experience tw and, and 12, 13 years of my trucking experience, 25 years of Chris's trucking experience. And in a few short months, we can share that with you and let you go through the, the, the motions of being an owner-operator without the financial risk. And so that's what makes this completely different than, you know, than the other people on the list. And so I just wanted to, um, to clarify that and, um, and, and um, make you aware of what, what it is that we, that we do here. So that's my topic. Well, I'm going to add to that. Because my other topic is we have libations when we do podcasts <laughs> here in West Virginia. Well, we uh, got the best, we got the Nick, best bartender. Nick the, uh, Nick, the official lunatic bartender takes very good care of us here. So you're at the lunatic lounge. Cheers. Uh, I'm going to add to that because you, you really got to think about and key in on what that opportunity is. It's an opportunity for you to practice, for you to build good habits, for you to shed <clears throat> old habits for you to experience what it's like and get to see it from all sides because everything we do is transparent. You see every document, you see every email, Larry can show you the settlements and how they work. Everything is viewable to you. Um, and you get to make mistakes where it doesn't put you out of business. And it, so that, when you go to buy a truck, only difference is you turn the key off on our truck, you turn the key on on your truck, and you keep doing the exact same things, except all the money's going in your bank, and the documents are going into your folder, and you don't you don't skip a beat. You know, our new guy is getting ready to go experience Landstar orientation, and I cannot wait to hear his report. Um, We're going to sedate him real well <laughs> before he gets up there, so. Try to prepare him for that. Um, he needs to take his hip boots, okay? Because yeah, he's going to wade through a bunch of <laughs> bullshit, all right? <laughs> um, you know, look, I, I'm, you know, we, look, we've said a thousand times, there's nowhere, nowhere, nowhere else we would be, there's nowhere else we could be to do what we do to sure. provide this opportunity than Landstar. Um, but their, <clears throat> their orientation is lacking. And yeah, we've why. told them that. And, you know. Many times. Not been shy about it. Told them that in public. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you know, so here you get, you can, you can do it two ways. You know, you can even come here as a BCO and, and participate in the mentoring program and we'll give you the same uh, advice and information and opportunity. You're at a little more risk than our guys are. Um, but as John testified last week, um, I can make sure you're making enough money, uh, to get through the mistakes and Larry will help you keep enough money to make sure you get through the mistakes. Um, you know, so there's that opportunity there too, but. Yeah. We don't talk about that opportunity as, as much as we probably should, but 
you know, again, this information is on our website, but we have a mentoring, coaching, dispatching service or some of the above accounting. Uh, you can kind of pick and choose what, how much of it you want, but we, you know, we don't, we can't do it for, you know, we can't take a hundred people because it's, it's just very personal. One of me, you're, you're treated just like you're one of our guys. Okay. And we got 14 of them. So, you know, we have to limit how many people we take, but we do have some capacity for that right now between Chris, Seth, and Phil and, and, and I. So we do have the ability to, uh, to take on a few, uh, if you've already owned a truck and you're already at Landstar and you're struggling or, you know, you want to come to the, to the, um, to the event here and learn, uh, the, you know, the way to do things. Um, and then we'll follow up with you and coach with you from that point on as a part of our mentoring client. So that's an opportunity that we don't really discuss all that much, but it, um, if you're out there and you're uh, now, look, let me warn you this. Okay. We don't have secret freight. We don't have secret, you know, handshakes and all that kind of stuff. You, you come here, you, you, we'll, we'll teach you how to work. Okay. So if you come here and the first thing you tell us is, well, I don't go to Pennsylvania and I don't go to this and I don't go to that. And I don't, I only like to drive, you know, from I 10 to I 20. Just don't bother. Okay. Because you're not, you don't need our help. You just need help. And you probably <laughs> don't even need to be in business. Okay. So, um, you know, and the other thing is if you've just bought a brand new truck and your truck payment is 1400 bucks a week, you're not going to like what I'm going to tell you. Okay. Right. You need to take that truck right back where you bought it and sell it for as much as you can. And then go work for somebody for about a year or two and save up some money, go pay cash for a truck and start over doing this thing again. That sounds hard. And it sounds like I'm being, you know, kind of jokingly or facetious, but I'm not. You know, I'm not the only way you're going so the only way, if you've got that kind of truck payment and you don't have money and you expect that you're going to be able to get the rate then during this bloodbath, that's going to support that payment. You're in for a shock. Okay. Big one. And now, right, right now you can control how that turns out. And when the bank starts calling because you've missed two or three payments, you no longer call those shots. They're going to. So, um, Anyway, coming here um, requires you to have a level of honesty, not just with us, but with yourself. And that's where a lot of people get a little nervous because they've lied to themselves for so long that they don't want to uh, admit that. Uh, but if you're willing to be open-minded and take the criticism constructively as it's meant to be, you know, we can do a, go a long way to saving your business, you know. And, uh, but I know guys and I especially know trucking guys. And I know that that's the last thing they want to do. You know, they don't ask for directions. They surely don't ask for help with their business. But that, then, I, then I get the call, you know, the day before you get your truck, uh, repossessed, then I get the call and go, I'll do anything to save my truck. Well, that's another lie you told yourself because you had a lot of opportunity to do something and you chose not to do it. And now it's too late, and now you want to do something to save it. And there's not much I can do at that point in time. Yeah. So, well, and it's all attitude. I mean, it really is. It's, um, yeah, we have a, a questionnaire on our website that you fill out, and everybody, everybody to a man answers yes to the question Are you willing to put the needs of the customer ahead of your own? And everybody's a pathological liar, every one of them, because when they first show up, that's just not the case. Um, well, I don't like to drive here and I don't like to drive there. And well, that's not comfortable for me. And, um, you're not here. You, 
business, well, I love the Zig Ziglar quote. You can have anything you want if you help enough other people get what they want. But you have to put yourself in second position. Uh, and if you're not willing to do whatever it takes within reason, within the rules and within the law, um, to do what it takes to get that done, you're not going to make it. And that's an attitude. That's a choice. That's a, that's a perspective. And if you don't have that, that grit and determination, um, you know, I see a comment here from William, you know, overcoming setbacks and having grit, you're going to have setbacks. You're going to spend, and I don't care what truck it is, you're going to spend $20,000 a year on maintenance. It might all come in two weeks or it might be spread out over 12 months. It's going to happen. Right, Richie? But wait a minute. But my brand new truck's under warranty. Uh-huh. Good luck with that. So um, the $20,000 you are going to spend is lost revenue while you're in the waiting room. Yeah. While you're waiting for that ship to be cleared out of the Pacific Ocean into the dock out there so they can unload the, the um, emission sensor that you need. Either way, it's going to cost you the same amount of money. Yep. So, mm. you know, if you don't have that ability to think logically through the process and, and look at your opportunities and come, okay, well, I could do this or I could do this or I could do this. Most people just get to the first one. And if it doesn't work, they say, well, I can't do it. You know, I get the calls all the time. Hey man, this ain't possible. Well, have you thought about this? Oh, well, no, let me pull out the, what we call it? The uh, BSE 9,000, the, the BSE 9,000. You know, it's a special edition, uh, patented, bullshit eliminator 9000. Well, you remember, I don't, of course, I have different reference points than most people because I'm older than dirt, okay? <laughs> but in school, we used to have this thing called an eight ball. It was a big round. It like a big eight, eight the magic eight ball. Yeah. And you shake it up and you turn it over and we'll right. give you the answer. There's the magic eight yeah. ball there. Shake it up, turn it over and see what yeah. the answer is. Some of, of y'all need to shake the eight ball and it <laughs> says, please stop, you know, just... <laughs> Whatever you're doing, just stop. Um, oh my gosh, Magic Eight Ball. That Magic Eight Ball has a little bit different meaning these days. Rich is over shaking his head. Um, if you know what that means, you ought not be driving because you're dangerous. Okay. <laughs> exactly. No From Magic a guy. Eight Ball. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. Um, you know, and patience. We talked about this today. Um, you can't have it all in the beginning. You know, we talk about how the average BCO, this is Landstar's numbers, uh, pulls 1.7 loads per week. We do five loads a week. You know, um, it's rare that somebody does four loads a week uh, unless they're like taking a day off or, you know, something happened. It, it We're doing five loads a week. So we're doing three times what the average BCO does. But we've got secret freight. Right. We've got relationships is what we've got. Special freight. And we're not morons that, you know, never mind. Um, I lit them up in the, one of those Facebook groups the other day. Um, but <clears throat> I don't, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with being in any business and at the end of the year, you've made $75,000. Lots of people live on less than $75,000. Uh, the problem is, 
um, when you have a truck payment and a car payment and a boat payment and two girlfriends and um, all this stuff. Um, and then you're not generating enough revenue in your business to make sure that you can survive through that. If your truck's paid for, your house paid for, your boat's paid for, you've got one wife or one girlfriend, you know, you, um, just one motorcycle, one motorcycle, you can afford to set enough money aside to, to work on your truck if it breaks and you only make $75,000. That's fine. You, you're not going to call that failure, but you have a brand new business. You're broke. Most of you are broke. Most of them you broke, can't pay attention. Um, you cannot afford to live a life of luxury. Um, I mean, hell, even to go spend a week in the mountains playing bluegrass. You, you're too broke to do that. Until you're not too broke to do that, you need to get off your ass and get to work and work hard for two or three years. And then, you know, then you can start saying, well, you know what? I've got this dedicated contract and it's great freight and I can only work two or three days. That's awesome. But you have to earn it. And you have to be patient enough to work uh, to work hard enough to do what it takes to be in a safe position to be able to do what you want. But this coming to Landstar and turning it into a trucking hobby, you're going to fail. And the Landstar early retirement system. Well, Landstar early retirement. Well, the other thing about that, Chris, is that let's just take that. You said 75. The average is 69 mm-hmm. owner operators. That's out of a, that's across twenty thousand different tax returns that ATBS does. That's their number, not mine. But as a truck driver or a truck owner, how many hours a week are you working to make that sixty nine thousand dollars? How many days are you away from your family? How many weeks? How many how many family uh, uh, events have you missed to make sixty nine thousand dollars? So if you're going to do this job and have this lifestyle and and make the sacrifices, why not do it for $200,000? Okay. Why not make it worth it? As opposed to you're out here doing, you're working twice as hard as everybody else in the country for the same money as they are and you're away from home. That's my problem with it. And as an owner operator making 69,000, you're at risk. You're at risk. You could go get a job. Okay. I mean, did have you heard that there's a truck driver shortage? <laughs> I've heard it for 25 years. Yeah. I was interviewed by Newsmax, and I told them that there was no truck. They thought that's nuts. You don't think there's a truck driver? I said, no. There's not a truck driver shortage. So here's the interesting little conversation going on in the comments. I'm guessing this is Trucking Junior. I've had my CDL since 2008, driving all that time. I'm at a turning point in my life to become an owner-operator, but I'm afraid of falling on my face. So William asking, what is it that scares you? What area do you think you will fail out? And he responds, it's not what scares me. It's the, it is the fact that I have so little knowledge on what it takes to be an owner operator. That is what I'm afraid of failing at. Well, I can tell you this, the fact that you recognize that probably makes you much more, uh, likely to succeed. Fear is a wonderful motivator. Okay. I love for people to come to this program that are scared. Okay, because scared makes you pay attention. You know, what yeah. I don't like in this program is people that come here and have been driving for 25 years and they're, they're, in the, they're in the same situation you are, except they were an owner-operator 
and they failed. And now they're here trying to figure out why, but they won't take coaching. So listen, I, some of the biggest business decisions I made in my business career scared the shit out of me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's good because it's shit, it's, being scared of shit makes you work, makes you work hard. So look, there's nothing to be afraid of here. The fact that you understand that you don't have the knowledge is a good thing. You know, uh, the it's reason when that, you're a, it's when you're a damn know-it-all, um, yeah. that that's the problem that can't be coached it can't be told anything it can never be told that you're wrong it can never be told that you've made a mistake um that's the, the most dangerous person the reason that this program exists is because the guy on the other side of me right here said the same thing but he said it after he failed twice but he said it in a way that I could see, I could see the sincerity and I could I could hear the desperation in his voice and the fear in his voice you know, because he was getting ready to lose everything, family, everything. Yep. And uh, it's not that I swooped in and saved him. That's not what I'm trying to say here. But I saw that and I reached out to him and I said, hey, maybe this will help you. Maybe what I can bring to the table will fix what your shortcomings are. And then as it turned out, as this relationship devolved, the things that he brings to the table, the table helps us. Evolved, not Evolved. devolved. Did I say diva? Sorry. <laughs> Here, sorry, let me have I get one more English. <laughs> yeah, that'll help. <laughs> so no, that's that I uh, listen, I think that's healthy. If you now, uh, not to be a um, not to be a car salesman here, but reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you about your your fears and how education will will solve those fears. Uh, make sure that you're eligible for Landstar. We can't really work with you too much if you're not Landstar. But if you've been over the road for more than one year and you've got a clean driving record and um, you want to learn how to do this, reach out to us. We'll be happy to talk to you. So. I mean, it, it, I don't, I don't want to oversimplify it, but business comes down to revenue minus expenses equals profit. I'll oversimplify it. Business you know, is hard. It, it is hard, hard as hell. It is okay. hard. But what I'm, what, <clears> I'm, <throat> what I'm trying to get is, is you, you need revenue. You pay expenses out of the revenue and you have profit left over. The challenge comes in learning how to raise that revenue without raising expenses and how to keep expensive low so that you have more profit and then have the discipline. That's what it really comes down to is the discipline to say no to yourself. No, I don't need that thing. Um, whatever it is, the boat, the motorcycle, the, you know, you, you don't need that stuff right now. If you want to start a business, then you need to be all about starting and running that business and building in that business so that it can survive beyond two years. And then, then you, then the opportunities begin to open up even more to, to expand your business and more trucks. If you want more trucks or trailers or whatever it is you want to do. The, the thing that makes people excel in this program is a lack of arrogance you know coming here and not pretending that you know something that you don't know coming here and and being being um um accepting the 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 teaching you know and again i talk about i talk about men particularly Truck drivers, mm-hmm. even more particularly, mm-hmm. their arrogance prevents them from learning because they don't want to admit that they don't know something. 
As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, they'll talk about shit that they don't know anything about mm-hmm. and expect you to try to believe it. And they just add more stuff to it to make it more believable. And the only person that believes what they're saying is them and politicians. <laughs> I, went, I went to one of these old-time fiddle folk festivals one time, and they had a liars contest. And they're like, somebody said, uh, uh, you know, it's on this stage over there, and they said, Hey, you're going to go to the liars contest. I said, no, I've been a truck driver for 20 years. That's all I've heard is it, you know, it, I've lived a liars contest. I, I do. I don't need to waste any more of my precious time listening to that shit. We used to call it. We used to call the liars counter, the, the, the lunch counter at Petro, you know, oh. now we call it Facebook. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, it looks are deceiving. You know, I, I, I talk, we, we, we just orientation here. And, you know, part of what I talk about here is that I wish that there was a way that you could look at a truck <laughs> operation and be able to see, you know, how dirty the underwear is, you know, because it looks like the truck's going down the road. It looks great. It's got freight in it. They must be doing, you know, the guys got Chrome on the front. You must be making plenty of money. I wish there was a meter on the side of the truck that said, this truck hasn't paid taxes in four years. Mm-hmm. This truck is 16 weeks behind on its truck payment. This driver hasn't made a net profit in, since he's been, you know, I wish the meter with the truth meter was there mm-hmm. because it, a truck, a truck making a profit going down the road and a truck losing money going down the road look the same from the outside. Yep. Okay. And if you've got a bullshit driver, it'll sound the same. Okay. Until you, you know, that that's, I always used to, these guys that used to be the haters, you know, they always wanted to challenge me. All right. And I said, well, look, it's very simple. You bring your bank statement. I'll bring my bank statement. And then we'll let the, 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 the then we'll stop the bullshit and see who's, knows what you're talking about. You know, well, nobody ever took me up on that. So imagine yeah. that. So here's a question. What advice do you guys have for a new couple? Me and the wife wants to get a CDL, learn how to drive a truck, and eventually become an owner-operator. Where's the best place to start? Uh, well, I used to have an answer that I've changed. Because uh, it used to be, I would say, go pay cash for a school. Go find the cheapest school that you can find because the quality of the education does not matter. Um, so go find the cheapest school that you can find and pay cash for it so that you're not an indentured servant to one of these carriers and then go to Swift or Schneider or JB Hunter, whoever, um, that has, um, um, a training program. Now, unfortunately I can't not, I cannot as confidently recommend that as I used to, because as we've learned over the last five or 10 years, these companies aren't training you to be a truck driver. They're training you to be a brainless robot that drives an automatic truck and is told to shut up and just, you know, and, and so you don't know, you don't know how to drive a truck. Like that's, that's what's been shocking to me is I hire experienced truck drivers and I get here and find out they actually don't know how to drive a truck. They know how to operate a machine that has radars and buzzers and automatics and, um, and, but they can't read a map. Um, they can't shift. Um, they're in all these drop and hook scenarios, so they don't know how to back in my dock. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So I don't, I don't have a refined answer on who to go work for other than to say, 
you just need to do a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of research and try to find someone in your state or close by that maybe has a training program that still has manual transmissions. Um, and what, whatever, up. whatever you do, do not get out of CDUL school with an automatic restriction Absolutely on your license. Not. Do not do that. If they, if, if, if this training school, uh, suckers you into the slavery and indentured servitude of an automatic transmission restriction, go somewhere else. Um, even if you intend to drive one, it, uh, it takes so many options off the table for you. And why do that? I mean, there's just no reason to start out with, you know, one hand tied behind your back. And that's what you're doing with an automatic restriction. So now I've got to disagree with my boy, William, um, go find a truck stop and go talk to some drivers. Absolutely not. No, I would be, that would not be what <laughs> oh, I would recommend. Oh, hell okay? no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You no. Do, have you, Hey, have you ever met a truck driver? I met a few of them. God, have you ever been to a truck stop? Yeah. Um, here's the big picture. All right. Even if you did go to a covenant or a U.S. express or, um, uh, Richie just threw up when I said covenant, I, I tell you where to go. I tell you where to go. I'm this is a, this is going to be a car salesman approach. Come here, July 16 and 17 and talk to everybody in the room. There you go. That, yeah. That that would be a and the reason I say it's because I would used to say that about the CMC. Okay, right. If you really want to know what an owner operator does, talk to the one percent who really know what the hell they're talking about. Absolutely. Pay your money, go to the CMC, and spend a week with them. And when you leave there, you'll know what to, what their deal is. Unfortunately, we don't have that anymore. But I got the next best thing, and it only takes two days. You don't have to go to Kansas City, but yeah. you do have to come to West Virginia. And I yeah. apologize for that. But. Um, it's but. Big picture is you need a year of over-the-road experience. At least. Um, and a clean driving record. And then you qualify for Landstar. And you got to drive a, a, a sleeper cab over the road, bona fide, you know. Now, I can tell you this, okay? If you, because they're, they're talking about being a couple, right? Yeah, it was a wife, couple. Being yeah. a wife that wants to get a CDL, okay? Yeah. Um they can show you how to team, you know, um, and you can make great money in that year, um, that you're doing that because teams that run well, get paid at these big companies and everybody wants a team. Okay. You'll actually get a signing bonus as a team. And then, um, you know, you stay out of the truck stops and you stay away from truck drivers and you talk to business people. Uh, you come to the event, you watch the podcast, um, and then you come here and we will, it's our team. When we run teams, we don't, we don't run teams like your 7,000 mile a week stuff, you know, 500, you know, um, I lose my video. Me too. I don't know what happened. There, it's back. Okay. Um, might have been Wi-Fi. But anyway. Um, I'm on a different side than I was before. <laughs> you're all right. Hi it there. Hi <laughs> over there. It did move. That's weird. Um, but, you know, I can. we can teach you how to make, as a team, 
probably 400 grand household income net net taxable to the house um so um but you know you got to start somewhere so wherever you are i would start talking to the cdl schools in the area find the cheapest one make sure you don't get an automatic restriction start looking for a company that will train you that uses uh manual transmissions that's the best um, and you question everything. Okay. Don't just because some idiot with a, a title tells you something, uh, go see if he's lying. Cause most just, of them are just hold your nose and keep your nose, put on the blinders and get through a year. That's all you've got to do. You just get through the first year and then doors start opening up for you, you know? So, uh, and, you know, like I said, we used to have solutions for that. The one that I have, I found out no longer exists. They were bought out by some Canadian company. They don't even exist anymore. Um, and uh, I don't think Chris is too crazy about recommending some things that he's done. The best thing would be to do is pay for a CDL out of your own pocket so you're not obligated to anybody. Mm -hmm. And then go find a small fleet or small, you know, somebody that will take you on and train you. That's not a big company. That'd be the best thing for you. But unfortunately, we don't have a good answer for that. You're going to have to get the year's experience. You're going to have to hold your nose, close your eyes, focus, get that behind you. Then there's a lot of options for you that you can do, you know. So good luck. And <laughs> we... Bill Taylor. Okay, this is an experienced guy talking here. He's got some advice for you, okay? Spend a weekend with your wife in the bathroom. You sit on the toilet and have your wife lay in the tub. You switch places after 10 hours. Uh, you can leave the bathroom for a couple hours and see how you do after the weekend. See if you still like each other. That's gold. Um, okay. We, you know, we need to get Bill Taylor on the. We do need to get Bill Taylor. Bill, on. how about you come to the event? We put you on the podcast. Yes. Why don't you fantastic. come to the event? We really I'd need like to have to see, you. I'd, I'd like to see too. Ken and Mary Anderson here too. That'd well, be. I think they're going to some oh, on some right. Viking cruise somewhere. Somewhere they listen. Ken only. He's one of those guys that he's 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 paid the dues. Yeah, you know he can he can run one point seven loads a week if he wants to, and uh, I think he and Mary go to Europe every other weekend or something. So, but um, but yeah, Bill, you need to you need to be here. We need to we need to interview live on the podcast. So, uh, question: Did you guys give up on getting out the bugs on trucks newer than two thousand ten? Uh, no, we. Now, from 2000, we don't do 08 to, to 15. 15. So, yes, we've given, up, we've, we've given up on the that 08 to, to 15 era. Those Absolute no go. But 2016 and later, we are, we do have a 2016 right now, and we have kind of gotten the bugs out of it. You know, we did the diesel force cleaning to it, uh, we run the catalyst in it, and uh, we have not had any issues with it since then, you know. Now we got it down right now. We've got we're we're putting another, another team in it in August, so we got it down for some scheduled maintenance, but uh, not related to emissions whatsoever. So yeah, yeah, it, it's still it's still you know we're not I'm not ready to call it a lunatic truck yet, but we are certainly experimenting and 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 looking at what the possibilities are. You know, so <clears throat> how difficult is it to qualify for Landstar? Not really. You need one year of verifiable OTR, sleeper truck, more than 400 miles a day. Um, not home every night. You gotta not stay home out. every you gotta night. Be, you got to be staying on the road somewhere. Um, and it's two. 
two accidents or no more than two accidents in the last three years, no more than two tickets in the last three years. Um, no criminal problems in the last few years. That one's going to be up for individual. Yeah. Um, I wish know, I knew we, we can't answer that one. Okay. But I do know that that is looked at and we've uh, had a couple of guys that we really, really wanted to hire and we don't know the details, but we just well, know for that privacy. It was, it was some, it's not shared with anybody, yeah, but it was some sort of <clears throat> legal trouble from, the hardest thing about qualifying for Landstar is going through the process. Right. Okay. We I'm call it the patience. gauntlet because even if you meet all those qualifications, all right, it's just, it's a six week process at best. And about two or the three of those weeks will end up with you not earning any income. Okay. So, uh, that's just, that's the problem. Okay. And, and there's nothing we can do about it. And uh, like we said earlier on, we love Landstar. I wouldn't be anywhere else, but by God, I wish I could change the way this, this works. You know, I mean, I know places you can call them today and be working there tomorrow <laughs> yeah. here. You call today. You can't even get, you can't even get anybody to answer the phone to them all, you know, but unfortunately that's part of what we have to deal with. We have been able to accelerate it to a certain extent, but even that probably the quickest I've ever had anybody come on has been three weeks and that's everything's got to fall in line. And, you know, you got to only work for you know, part of the problem with this is, and of course, this is Landstar being Landstar. And, I, you know, we, we talk about this kind of like derogatorily, but really it's what makes Landstar what it is, is that they just don't cut corners and they don't accept, you know, anything except excellence. And so part of this is they have to the DOT requires them to contact everybody you've worked for in the last 10 years, period. And they have to have a certain amount of time to reply to that. So you, you may have worked for some company that's gone out of business. Well, they have to give that address or that phone number a certain number of days to respond to that before they can move on. And that takes up a lot of that time because some of these trucking companies or other employers, they're not motivated to give you an ver employment verification. What the hell is it going to do them? So they just throw it over in the corner and they have to get a second, you know, a second attempt and a third attempt and, so that's part of it. So if you've just worked for one place or two places and you still, they're still open and you can contact them and say, Hey, do me a, a solid. If Landstar calls, please answer the damn phone and tell them what they want to know. You know, that'll help a lot. So. <clears throat> yes, that uh, I'm in a sleeper travel four to 500 miles every day after 68 days. Yeah, that that's, that's OTR. Um, we, what you have to watch, watch for is people will get into a deal where they're driving a day cab or they're only going, you know, out 175 and coming back or, or out 250 and coming back. You know, it, it's, it's gotta be over the road. That's what OTR stands for. You have to have over the road experience and running a sleeper or running a day cab is not OTR and going out and back every day, unless you can shuck and jive them, it's not even OTR. Um, and it is what it is. And then you either have to have a truck or you have to come to Landstar and work for somebody that does have a truck. And, um, and let me, let me throw some advice out here about that. Okay. Cause here's what happens. A lot of times people, people look into coming to Landstar and they find out that, well, I've got to have a truck. And so to, to come here, they go get a truck. They don't, they don't care what the truck is. 
They don't do any research on the truck. They don't know whether or not the truck is capable of keeping them in business. They do a lease purchase because that's the easiest way to get one right off the bat. You know, if, if you're contemplating coming to Landstar, don't, 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 don't compound the problem by then going out and rushing and buying a truck in order to get here. That's the wrong. That's why 40% of people who come to Landstar fail. Okay. If you don't already have a truck and already have decided to be in business, this is not the time to do it. Come to Landstar and drive for somebody who already has a truck and learn if this is what you want to do or not. You know, preferably come work for us, but we don't have that many seats. Oh, but while we're on this stuff, we do have one seat left, Chris. So we can take one more person in the program if, um, if what we do appeals to you. So, <clears throat> yeah, go to the website, drive for the number four blue ribbon. I'm just nothing but a damn used car salesman. Well, you know, All I do is sell stuff. Um, right. Lee says when, when I came to Landstar, there was nine of us in orientation and four of them had Lone Mountain trucks. <clears throat> I'm ordering another drink, by the way. Oh, I'm good. Thank you. Um, I need to sell some more stuff, so I need another drink. So. Yeah. And I promise you, after a week in the mountains, I 100%. Yeah, he kind of got his that. drink on up there in the. <clears throat> and I don't have to tell you what they drink in West Virginia, do I? Do I need to expound well, on that at all? Well, I just, I, it, it was such an enriching and educational experience being around some of the, the, the best, greatest world class musicians. Uh, there are, but the number one lesson that I walked away with is that moonshine should be sipped, not slurped uh, or gulped. Uh, Cause that, <laughs> that, that just leads to really, really um, bad decisions. Well, and also advise him to be sure and not to sip that out of a styrofoam cup. Yeah. That, that wouldn't, that wouldn't end up working well for him. So, yeah, I told the, I told the director Saturday morning before we left, uh, you know, I was telling him what a wonderful time we'd had and, and thanked him for creating such a wonderful space, but I needed him to address the security current concerns to find that gang of ninjas that come in and whip my ass Friday night. Uh, I don't know what a handicap restriction is. I would, I would, but I need to get rid of my handicap restriction. I don't know what that means. I've never heard of that. I've heard of an automatic restriction. Um, well, he may have to have some handicap uh, well, yeah, equipment see, in the truck. He may, probably has, which I don't know why that would physical disability or something. I don't know why that would. <clears throat> I've never heard of. I don't either. Yeah, no. you'd have to look into that and find out. Yeah, you might have um, to. You might have to educate us on that. Listen, there's. Well, I'm not gonna say that. Never mind. <laughs> Could you read my mind, everyone? I did. Oh, oh, he said handicap restriction is automatic only. Okay. Oh, yeah. well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I got uh, it. Okay. Well, that's better. Yeah. I mean, I, I was written, I was going, I was going to go down a path there that probably shouldn't have gone down. But <laughs> I was going to say that, you know, all handicaps aren't necessarily visible. You know that. Right. So. Yeah. We see that a lot. Um, Joke. Well, Lee Byer, it, it, you're right. It's not Landstar. They do hire. Was there, there's only two left. There's one in Kentucky and one in Indiana. 
they're not really, well, I guess they are just like BCOs are independent contractors and agents are independent contractors. These qualification centers are independent contractors leased to Landstar. They don't work for anybody else except Landstar. So it's just like the business model that they have for us and agents. They, now I will tell you this, we'll tell you this. I don't think I'm speaking out of school here, but Landstar qualifications in Jacksonville has opened up a qualifications office there. The guy's name is David. I want to say from memory. So they are doing some qualifications in Jacksonville, particularly um, BCO transfers. Uh, who, did, who, who do we have that's working with? Who are we working with that is? Um, oh, the heck, uh, not no, not Hector. Who is the one we're working with that's going through David in Jacksonville yeah. to get on the? Anyway, there there is, and and what makes me. Th- there used to be like four or five of these. There's one Fort Worth. There was one. There used to be one in PA. In PA, yeah. So what makes me think that maybe that that's going to change a little bit is why would Jacksonville get in on the game if they were using just – it would be just like Landstar all of a sudden buying trucks now and competing with BCOs. So they got a competition now with these qualification centers because they got one there. And I'm just speculating here. Please, my own, my all means, don't take what I'm saying to be – gospel truth but i do know that for a fact because i've actually talked to the guy when i found out that he was going to be there i thought well ah, this might be an inside track so i tried using him on one of our qualifications yeah not so the bean blossom bluegrass festival in indiana please don't encourage this okay <laughs> jesus christ he just got back from a week he's been he's been drunk on moonshine for a week okay no he's not heard of that and he's not going all right He's used up his vacation, and I have eliminated all future vacation for him. So he's not going to go there. Thanks, Jerry. Okay. Uh, well, you know, I'll tell you this. You remember how you talked about the CMC when it was still at Harris, and you talked about that camaraderie in the evening. And sure, sure. That was so much what this thing was like, where you would just you'd get done and you'd eat some dinner, and then – you just walk around and just people jamming all night long. It was just incredible. Well, and that's what makes it special. You know, it's, yeah. it's, the, it's that bonding and that networking and, and, uh, and you can probably get some of that at the blue ribbon live event in July. You very, very well could. You very well could. They call that a segue in the business. Yeah. I call it a shameless plug. Yeah. But, uh, that's okay. We're shameless anyway. What else is going on in the world? So, um, fuel. Yeah. You know, that, that's an interesting, I think it's coming down. I, um, when I left to go up in the mountains, it was four ninety nine for gas. And when I came back down, it was four forty. So, I mean, it's 50 cent drop. Well, we didn't get an, what is it? Yeah. We didn't get a fuel surcharge publication this week because Monday was a holiday. And I guess that means the government takes the rest of the freaking week off. Yeah. But, uh, it was 77 cents last week. I, I would expect it probably to come down a little bit this week. But um, but anyway, if listen, if fuel is bothering you, uh, you know, the cost of fuel, come to come see us. We'll 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 show you how that is the least of your problems. Okay. Le- and it's not listen, it's not David Copperfield, it's not magic, it's not sleight of hand. You just have to understand. There you go. The BSE nine thousand is all it takes. To understand it. And, uh, and, and here's the other thing, okay? 
stop listening to all these people bellyache just because they, you know, this guy the earlier that, 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 that he, he, he wants to do this, but, but he needs the knowledge. If everybody out there would seek the knowledge of people that had the knowledge, we wouldn't have this problem. But we listen to all the hype and all the fear mongering and, and all the, you know, I mean, w- w- come on. All they're doing is selling newspapers. That's all they're doing. Selling newspapers. And oh, by the way, now we got monkeypox to deal with, okay? <laughs> you know, so. take out the K, monkeypox. Jesus. You know, but, but there's, such a, there's such a parallel in that world. With Between all monkeypox and fuel? No, with all just the news. You know, it's it's every week. It's a new thing to 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 jerk you in this direction and jerk you back that direction and 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 keep you fired up and keep you mad. And I'm watching all these people on Facebook. Ah, just unfriend me now. Uh, just shut up. Just shut up. Nobody wants to be your. You know that that's another thing. I, I don't I don't want to talk about politics, but you know it. it about I don't know when this pandemic thing started. I got very vocal about it on Facebook because I, I it, it was it was nothing but a fraud. Okay, mm-hmm. it's actually a fraud, one hundred percent. And so um, it was the monkeypox of twenty twenty. All right, mm-hmm. and so I you know I kind of like uh, I had a I, did, I published an essay called the grand uh, the grand experiment. Yep. You guys should go to my Facebook page and look it up. Okay, um, Larry Long at Facebook, whatever you do it, but look for the uh, search for the grand experience that caused me to have more people unfriend me mm-hmm. than you would, than you could possibly imagine. Okay. How dare you? And it's not like I took one side over the other. That's what pissed them off. My liberal friends thought I was being a conservative. My conservative friends thought I was being a liberal and I told all of them, screw y'all. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not being either one. This is just bullshit. Okay. And the problem we have with it, is that all the liberal friends only want to get in a room where only the liberal friends are echoing through the room, mm-hmm. and all the conservative friends want to get in a different room and only hear what the conservative friends... And if they get in the same room and take off the red jersey and the blue jersey and just wear gray and everybody listen to everybody else, maybe we could get somewhere. Now, that's my political speak. I'm listen, if, well, I'm just saying, if y'all are going to have a civil war, just go ahead and kill each other and get over with, and we'll just... I mean, count the bodies <laughs> it just fixes the problem for us. Um, well, I saw this meme today and it was a it was a uh, a picture on the top of like just fire. And it was like the world right now. And it was me at the bottom. It was a Will Ferrell just like taking a drink, just watching it burn. Like, well, go ahead. Just if you're going to do that, just go ahead and do it and get it over with. Um, but again, <clears throat> I, I, I'm in a place now. I'm too busy taking care of this fleet to get wrapped up in all of my emotional energy into all this nonsense. And so it doesn't matter if it's politics or it's the price of fuel or how much you should pay for a truck or what kind of truck you should buy, or should you have a big hood or a cab over? Should you have an aerodynamic truck or should you run these guys? Just, just stop. Or our brokers taking all of oh, our money. Jesus help me. That's the one I love the most. <sighs> <clears throat> Americans are dumb. Um, it's monkeypox. Okay, <sighs> just just stop. You know, um, you what do you guys see happening in the market next couple of months for trucking? I see that uh, the panic has going to cause chaos. Um, there is a obvious problem with capacity in the market. 
the market's pulling back a little bit in terms of freight volume. And so people are panicking. Here's the problem, though. They're panicking over something that is really not a problem yet. You know, it's not even happened yet. And that, exactly. There were, you know, first of all, the fuel shouldn't be an issue. Fuel surcharge will solve the problem unless you have a truck that gets four miles a gallon. Then it, you got a problem. But that's what that wasn't the fuel price. That's the problem. That was a problem you had, you, you had before this all happened. It's just being illustrated to you now. It's become more and more obvious. And the pain is getting higher. But that was, should have been something you addressed a long time ago. The other thing is there has to be this correction. You know, there are people that are, I have been in this business since 09. I'm not long time here. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, 08. Uh, I'm certainly not long time in the business, but I've been in the business long enough to go through three or four of these cycles. Mm-hmm. And I understand how that works. And they're always going to be there. Normally, they're 18 month cycles. We've been on one now for, I think we're going on three years, four years. Mm-hmm. So there are people that have come in the industry that have never been in a cycle except the up cycle. And they think that what we're doing, what we've seen in 2018, 2019, 2020, that is normal. It is not normal. What we're seeing right now coming up is more like normal than what we have seen lately. So the problem people have is they, they've, 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 they've built a business model based on the, the, the best years in the history of trucking. Okay. Yep. I've come in the industry. I've made buying decisions. On, uh, on, on the level of, 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 uh, of uh, volume, both in freight and in money rates, that never existed before in the industry. And now it's going to normalize, and now all of a sudden that's a problem. What's well, only a problem for you, okay, because you built your business in an artificial market. The real market is coming. The normal market is coming. Now, the fuel thing is not normal, but that's not the problem. Fuel surcharge will fix the fuel problem. The rate problem is the different story. You having the wrong business model is, the only, is, the, is what's wrong with the rate model. So um, I see the market is like a wet dog. And they do that shake thing, you know, when they get wet and they just the start shaking. The toe, and, and it starts from their head. And it goes all the way down their spine, all the way out to their tail. And water goes everywhere. And that's exactly what the market does. And it right now, the head's starting to shake, you know, and it's and it's working its way down. And those of you with the $1,200 a week truck payments, you're on like the tail. You're, on the, you're the dog's ass, okay? And so when that <laughs> thing starts shaking back and forth, you're going to go flying. But it, the market does this every, every cycle. It, I saw... Oh, what was it? And those yeah. of you who got lease purchases, oh. you're the dog's nuts. <laughs> you know how everybody's freaking out about uh, homes, you know, real estate prices. And I mean, people are just they're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars over asking. Over, over asking. Okay, it's, it's insane. And so there's all this stuff about all these hedge funds are buying these houses, and which is true. I mean, there's what it's, 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 I guess a great place to put their money. So they got all these hedge funds or buying these houses. And I saw this thing the other day. And it's like, these houses will never go on the market again. And I'm going, oh, yeah, they will. Never. Oh, yeah. When that, when that, when that hedge fund goes belly up like they did in 09 and 10 mm-hmm. with Bear Stearns and um, AIG and what was the other one? Um, oh, the big one that went down. Anyway, 
they their their value only exists on paper. Our value exists on the service that we provide. So when this correction happens and throws off all this stupidity, this this insane uh, consumption, Lehman Brothers, thank you, Bill. Uh, when all this craziness subsides, I mean, there's going to be blood all over the walls. Um, but we're just going to keep going, you know. Um, well, look, it, it 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 has to happen. I mean, if you've been, if you ever have done any invest in the stock market, it's no different. Okay, there has to be a correction. All right, there has to be uh, a, a as um, as as Bill has said, there has to be a thinning of the herd. You know, it's it's a it's a required part of doing business. You know, because everybody here's the problem. Okay, this thing is is ticked up over a period of time to the point where it's so attractive for outsiders. Look, we we get it. People call us wanting us to take on trucks from people that aren't even in the trucking industry because they've heard it's so much money in trucking, I want to get into it. So everybody's jumped in the pool now, and the pool's so full of swimmers that the water's splashing out. Well, how long can you splash the water out before it starts getting a little dry in there? So now we have to throw the swimmers out. Okay, get the pool back full again so the people in the pool can continue to swim. And that's so, what's going to happen. So I just I just looked this up purely out of out of curiosity. Okay. I knew you weren't paying attention to me when you No, I was, but you listen to the damn thing I said. But here here's it just we talk about big picture, right? Right now, people have been investing in cryptocurrencies and you know it's up and down and up and down. And all of these top stories uh you know of how oh Bitcoin's heading to zero. Okay, just from please head to zero from november 20th 2015 to today bitcoin is up six thousand four hundred and forty percent yeah and it's on sale right now by the way bitch damn sure <clears throat> it's gonna stay on sale for a while but think about it six thousand four hundred and forty percent up from november 2015 Shh, don't tell people that okay <laughs> Keep that a secret, all right? But when you zoom in and you look at the, you know, the the one month or the or the five day, or you look at the three week, yeah, it looks like crap. Um, but it, you can do that, and I'll always like was Dave Ramsey always said every was it every seven year or fifteen year? Anyway, you could you could look at any chunk of the market throughout time, and every single one of them made money. Every single one. Yes. Um, and I and I I haven't listened to Dave for a long time, but I have got to believe that's probably still true. I'm sure it is. But you're focused in when you've got this tunnel vision going on. I mean, imagine if you drove your truck like that. You know, what would happen to you? You can't see the mirrors, you can't see the side of the road. You're just you're like this, and you're so focused in on something, some shiny light that somebody's shining in your eye because they need you to be distracted. Well, stop being distracted if you here's a here's a surefire 100 guaranteed way to stop a civil war stop participating you're welcome quit giving away all our secrets man okay <laughs> come on we gotta keep something so to get back to your question um yes in in 2009 fuel got to be five-ish um dollars a gallon and uh 
25% of MC numbers. Most of them owner operators are very, very small fleets. Went out of business. Uh, did the industry just, just explode in the industry? You know, no. Uh, the dogs bark, but the caravan moves on. Okay. There are going to be some people get bit by the dogs and they're going to drop out of the caravan. But that just makes it, it's just survival of the fittest. Now, I hate to be a cold hearted son of a bitch, but that's how it is. Okay. If you're, if you've made bad decisions, okay, you've got something to worry about. If you've made solid business decisions, you'll be fine. Stick it out. Don't quit working. Don't go home, park the truck. Okay. That would not be the way to do it. Bill brings up a good point here. If you're driving for a trucking company right now and it is owned by a hedge fund or a uh, run or venture capital firm, run, update your resume because you're <laughs> the first one to go. Okay? Run. You are the first one to swipe that fuel card one day and it doesn't work because these analysts, I'm not anti capitalist and blah, 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 blah. But uh, these, these investment firms that buy trucking companies do one thing with them. Bleed them dry and shut Absolutely. them down and then liquidate. So I'm just telling you, if you work for a company and it's, and it gets acquired, I'd update that resume. And especially with else. a investment company. Oh God, mighty! you talk about, I mean, you talk about some bad owner operators, put those idiots in charge of a trucking company and see what happens. Um, <clears throat> it's crazy. But again, all of this comes down to attitude, perspective, patience, discipline. That's what it takes. A solid business model is you have nothing to worry about. If you get your cost per mile down to where it ought to be, eliminate all the waste and the fat, you're fine. You're fine. Look, look, the, if, it, if, you've been, if you were here during the pandemic, okay, and you worked through the pandemic and you didn't lose money, you're fine. It's never going to get that bad again, I don't think. But because uh, that was so artificially caused, you know? And um, I don't know, maybe, like monkey, maybe monkeypox will do it. I'm not sure. Do we have to wear a mask? For, do you wear a mask in a different part of your body for monkeypox? <laughs> I'm just asking. I mean, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> it's not spread by. Listen. What? Just you, you, just stay off of Twitter. I just or or if you are, I'm not on. I've never no, been on Twitter I'm in my just, life. Okay? I, this is a public service announcement. If you have the intestinal fortitude, intestinal and you just, was that and, the right word to use in yeah. this in this conversation? If you if you have the 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 strength of will and you just want to be entertained, go search Twitter for monkeypox right now and see what these more all the same all the same ones that are still wearing the masks in their car. Um, and, and, you know, and, and out jogging and what do you, I have a question. What do you hook the mask to if you don't have ears down there? Uh, oh, I get it. There are ears down there. Okay. No more drinks for Larry. All right. Richie. <laughs> uh, by the way, I don't know if you notice this or not. Guess who's far started a TikTok account. And follow and, and and is following you. Who? You? Oh my God! That'll be awesome. Well, I don't have to worry about you creating anything. I got that. some. Listen, I've got some. I've got some uh, words of 
advice to you on oh, your TikTok. You got some words. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you you take you you take a lot of a lot of uh, liberties there that I need to discuss with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't aware of the extent of your participation in that media. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> uh, so let me get this train back on the track before it derails. <laughs> Uh, any updates on that oil shortage? Okay, so a lot of people, I've seen this dude from North Dakota, um, TikTok, going around. Like one of my friends, her husband sent it to her. And she's like, send this to your trucker, buddy. And I'm like, I've seen it. The guy's talking about all the additive packages, and they're not going to make any oil. Well, I called our supplier that we buy our Rotella from and told him I needed another drum, and there was no hesitation. She was like, okay, it'll be there next Tuesday. Did we get it? Uh, no, that's this coming. It's coming Tuesday. We've got some, by the way. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> don't turn me in for what do you call it when you price gouging? Oh. We're going to price gouge the shit out of you, okay? <laughs> but we got some. Yeah. And by the way, I do have some overhaul kits. But now, listen, they're expensive, but we yeah. got them and they're factory. They're yeah. OEM. And oh, by the way, when the DF shortage, the DEF shortage happens, we, we got, got some, some of that too, <laughs> but don't don't bitch about the price, okay? Yeah. So, um, yeah. If if you ever in your life use the term price gouging, please, for the love of God, go read an economics book, um, or or twelve, please. Now, I tell you, I went over to get my car worked on the other day at the Nissan dealership. Hmm. I didn't tell you this. I don't think so. So I'm walking around while they're working on my car. They got two. They got two new cars on the lot. Two. Two. Wow. Big That's spenders. it. Well, they, they, they can't get chips. Yeah. So, and on those new new cars, written in hand on the window sticker is market adjustment, $5,000. Now, how is that not price gouging? Oh, and if that? I want to deliver water down to a hurricane victim and I raise the price a quarter, <clears throat> I go to jail for price gouging. No. Well, by the, tech, by the technical definition of the, uh, the TARDs on Twitter – that don't understand economics that yeah, that's that's price gouging um you know rocky, hey, rocky, rocky rocky's trying to sell your injectors no do we have those we have possession no, of those no don't he's we? got them he's got my objectors <laughs> <Yeah>. rocky <laughs> he picked them up for us they're in his possession those are not for well no, no actually go add some i'll cut you in but be sure you get a nice profit on those okay yeah so you know the, the 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 definition of a business is you solve other people's problems at a profit. Thank you. Okay. So if your problem is you need a twelve point seven or fourteen liter overhaul kit factory, I can solve that problem for you, but it will be at a profit. One hundred percent. And I'm not ashamed to say that because I had the foresight to buy the the damn things. Okay. And I've got a I've rented a warehouse to put the shit in. I've got my fleet manager managing the inventory for me. That listen, he's not cheap. Okay, just his just his dad gone moonshine bill last week. <laughs> I can't. Did you use my credit card last week? Oh, up there, no. Yeah, right. The mountains of West Virginia. I, I'm gonna go online and look at it. Yeah, I yeah. I doubt that. So. <clears throat> Rocky says it needs the course. I, I already sent the course. So speaking of Rocky, another shameless plug. Yeah. Rocky, our MD and Lima guy from North Florida, okay, is going to be at the event. He's going to be here Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I think Sunday. 
He's going to do alignments and check alignments and check suspension and stuff right here in the parking lot. So if you're coming to the event, sign up because we, we, you know, he obviously can't do 14 a day. So get online and sign up that you want him to look at your truck and we'll reserve a spot for you. If you haven't signed up to come to the event and you need alignment, you could save enough money by coming in to pay for the damn alignment. So um, come, come check us out. Uh, come have, bring your truck, let Rocky check a look, take a look at it. I just saw on Facebook yesterday where he, some guy took a truck all over the world to get it worked on. Couldn't get it fixed had a vibration. Rocky fixed it and sent the guy on his way. So I have confirmation. way to go. Big Rocky. Yes. Way if to you go, go to blue ribbon logistics.com slash Rocky, this is for the event only for the event only. Uh, you can fill out a form there and register your truck to be inspected and aligned. If it can be aligned to be inspected there by Rocky uh, while he's in West Virginia with us. Same with Carl. If you want our ace um, legendary technician, Carl, to look over your truck, non-DOT, non-reportable, okay, and tell you what you need to have done, sign up, and we'll make you an appointment with Carl. He'll be here that weekend inspecting trucks and uh, tell Jesus, what is that? We just had an earthquake here or something. There are 250 soccer teams in this town right now <laughs> from all over the eastern seaboard in a soccer tournament. And I think most of them are in this hotel. Yeah. So, uh, When you come and get Carl to inspect your truck, be prepared for these words. Hey, what, what you going to do, do about, about that? <laughs> Matter of fact, he's got a T-shirt that says that. Yeah. So... Well, it's an hour and 25 in. I think we've covered what we need to cover. I've had, I don't know, about eight hours of sleep in the last three days. I'm ready to go home and go to bed. Bring up the OPS banner. Everybody remember OPS is who sponsors us to, to bring these to you every Sunday night. We appreciate your business. We appreciate you giving them your business. Remember that we are OPS dealers and distributors. We have inventory. We also are the Max Mileage Catalyst dealer and distributor. We have inventory. And uh, if you're going to be coming through West Virginia, we can refill your existing containers if you want, or we can send you new containers. OPS, we have filters, lab sample kits and everything on hand, and we can obviously send you OPS uh, uh, equipment. So um, please, uh, you know, generously um, uh, do business with our sponsor. And uh, thank you for listening to us. We look forward to all you guys who have signed up. <laughs> Just God Almighty. I was thinking, I was trying to, I was wanting to promo the OPS episode of 108, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm, and I look and I'm like, and you say, if I've had too much to drink. And I'm like, and I'm looking, it says episode 166. I'm like, what kind of idiot? This is 116, not 166. I'm like, have we really done 58 episodes in the last? No. Yeah. Episode 108, you can learn all about OPS. We Do did you know that. that we did 17 episodes in all of 2021? And we've done that many in the last 17 weeks. Yeah. And um, with and with only 17 episodes, we were number one in the trucking segment last year. Which is incredible. Phenomenal. Uh, Unbelievable, actually. Yeah. So, thanks, everybody, for... Hey, look, like, and subscribe. William, how come you didn't bring that up earlier? You're slacking. Like and subscribe. That helps our algorithm. That helps us get this sponsorship money. And uh, we enjoy doing this for you. Sorry I missed last week. Please forgive me. Had a scheduling conflict. Uh, we'll be back to the Sunday night schedule next couple of weeks. But 
The weekend of the event will be a Friday night live from here in the hotel lobby. We'll probably have a bunch of guests one at a time, depending on who's, you know, I know we're going to have one of our mentoring clients ish, probably have Rocky, probably have Carl, maybe have some of our, um, our, our, our drivers, you know, some of our success stories. So, um, you know, join us on that, on that night. We're going to have a great party. And by the way, there will be libations that night. So. Yep. Come to the Lunatic Lounge, the best bartender in West Virginia. The Lunatic Lounge and the Blue Ribbon Bar. You know, he's he's got this Ninja Turtle thing going on out here. Oh, we're going to have a themed cocktail for that. Yeah, we've got to have our... That's already in the works. Oh, okay. You just have been gone all week because you don't know what the hell's going on. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure. It's not going to be moonshine. I can tell you that, okay? Well, listen, I... I mean, I know a guy. I'm just saying. I know you know a guy. Turns out I know a few of them. Um... You do live in West Virginia, you know that, right? I do, but but that's you didn't know a guy before this week. That well, no, that's the <clears> real <throat> deal up there, though. When you get up in the mountains, this, this, we're just down here, the city stuff. You do know I'm from Kentucky, right? I do. You do know we know a thing, a thing or two about spirits, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lee wants to fill the Marlboro man going to be speaking. Oh, 100%. 100%. He also will be on the podcast on that Friday night, yeah. by the way. A random blonde will be watching, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, but, he must. He yeah, must Phil, be. Phil is here for the event. He actually will be doing a program at the event, and uh, yeah, Phil. I don't see him in the comments tonight, so he must. He be must busy. be. Him and random blonde must be on a date or something. It's Saturday night, right? Yeah, he's probably, probably out. So, all right, y'all, we're gonna shut it down. We will see you next week on Sunday. Sunday. And until then, everybody, be cool and be safe. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Good night.